Welcome to the Dr. Pascal Podcast. Dr. Pascal Nguyen is America's integrative dentist. He will provide you with a weekly show to help you overcome, fix, and deal with some of your most serious health issues. The ironic thing is that most of the advice and tools he provides will not necessarily focus on your mouth. Dr. Pascal has built the nation's leading dental practice for treating general health-related issues by treating the mouth. Patients come from all over the world to have their ongoing health issues healed, and Dr. Pascal will do the same for you. Welcome to the Dr. Pascal Podcast. All right. So um, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pascal Nguyen uh, Podcast. Um, I'm very excited today because um, I have the honor to have a um, a very special guest, and um, I'm really excited to to uh, go over her program with you. Um, in in my practice, uh, Sarah Sarah Heiner for 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 the guest, Sarah. Um, I um, I'm a dentist, but I talk about um, parasympathetic sympathetic all the time, and of course, there's a lot of um, stressors, a lot of things that take us into a sympathetic all the time, you know, um, and, and in my practice, I see the results of being in that adrenaline overdrive and, you know, um, fatigue. And so we always like to have things to bring us back and more of a balance, if you will. And so um, the chemistry of happiness in, in 21 days, I'm, I'm really excited to, to talk about that. Um, when I was, um, Sarah, trying to do my homework and, and learn about you, um, you know, you seem to be in a very good place now with, you know, I look at your background, looks like a very serene place. You look very healthy, but I think a while ago, um, you, you, you were in a different space and can you maybe talk about yourself and, and um, yeah. That is true. Yes. <laughs> I have not always been a happy, healthy, serene human. And I still, there are those who would say that I'm not so serene because I'm always busy. I'm always thinking my brain doesn't shut up. Um, and you talked about the par sympathetic, parasympathetic, and what shows up in your mouth. Mm -hmm. I promise you, I'm a very bad teeth clencher. So, okay. Yes. That all like it all settles, and then at night I just clench my teeth, and it all works its way out. Mm. A different discussion for a different day, right? Um, right. But yes, so um, my background, you know, I ran a publishing company which we've recently sold, and I'm actually focusing on this program, the Chemistry of Happiness, um, because after talking to experts for many, many years across paradigms, um, I and my own health experience. And I'll tell you that in a second. I came to really see and understand the power of the integration of our bodies. Our bodies are brilliant. Our bodies are magical and they know what to do. And we live in this kind of reductionist world, especially of medicine, where people said, we've been taught that if you have a symptom, if you suppress it, you'll fix it. So if something hurts, if your shoulder hurts, take an asp, you know, an Advil or an aspirin or whatever, and it won't hurt anymore. And then you're fixed. But you don't realize that that shoulder is actually connected to your neck, which is connected to your middle back. And then there are all these other things. So your problem isn't fixed. It's merely silenced. And we've been taught that no matter what hurts, if you take a pill, if you do with something, then it'll stop it and you're fixed. But that's not what's happening at all. 
And mm-hmm. what, what I really came to understand, and even experts are all sorts of people out there that talk about happiness and they have all these happiness programs and they say, meditate and you'll be better and gratitude journals and you'll be better. But what none of them realize and talk about is the integration between our minds, our, um, our emotions, our physiology and our bodies, right? So that every thought you think kicks off a chemical reaction in your body that then creates hormones that then causes whatever to happen in your body. If it's a negative thought, you release adrenaline adrenaline and cortisol, creates inflammation, creates pain, tightness, stomach, headache, you name it. Mm-hmm. Versus if you create a happy thought or something that's positive, you release the positive hormones that help you feel good and positive. And we do it to ourselves, but we've given all of that responsibility out to right. the rest of the world. Uh, my own case, I had, I did not treat my body well when I was young. I always said that I was a, a child of the sixties where I grew up on fruit loops and pop tarts, lived <laughs> on a diet of sugar, but it was vitamin and vitamin fortified. So it's okay. Right. <laughs> Must be healthy. Um, and fast forward till my early thirties, I had two children. My younger one was a year old at the time. And a diet of that and living in a high stress environment of being a working mother. And I was in actually a family business, which has its unique wonderfulness and challenges. (laughs) Um, And I was waking up with hives from head to toe. And I ended up in the emergency room and they gave me, I went to the emergency room with hives and they gave me Benadryl, um, I I forgot, not true, Benadryl, thank you, Benadryl, prednisone, um, Xanax prescription for a psychologist and said, go have a nice day. Oh and told me that I was allergic to my collie dog who was 13 years old and that that was their solution. I went Just on the press. Pardon? Just suppress everything. It'll be okay. That's exactly right. And what, and what happened was I went on the prednisone. I'm very drug sensitive because I never took any. They gave me too high a dose, took me off too fast. Cause anyone that's out there, that's ever on prednisone, you have to go down slowly. You can't just go on and off. Mm. And I ended up with a wicked case of anxiety. I had a panic attack one night because wow. no one said, don't drink caffeine and take prednisone at the same time. So <laughs> driving home and the world starts swirling, my heart's pounding, oh my God. And anyway, through that process, my, I'd call my doctors and they'd say, yeah, get rid of your dog and take the prednisone and take the Xanax and shut up. Um, and I came across a naturopathic physician who helped me understand that it was my entire biochemistry that was out of whack. That years of emotional abuse, years of dietary abuse um, had simply, I'll call it, just worn it down and put cobwebs all over it. So nothing was functioning well. My hormones were in the toilet. My cholesterol was actually super low, which people think you want low cholesterol. You don't really want it too low. Um, So I had to build my body back up And that was the start of my understanding, this full integration of the body's, the body knows what to do if we give it the chance to do it. Right, right. If you take away what what the obstacles and you give it what it needs, it can do miraculous things. Yes. And that's, you know, natural medicine, naturopathic medicine, it's all about osteopathic as well, helping the body have the tools to heal itself to give it what it needs to be able to do what it knows how to do rather than take a sledgehammer to some function of your body because Mm -hmm. it's not quite tuned properly. Very well said. Very well said. So, so you, you were coming out of this kind of, um, how, how did you kind of heal that? How did you come out of that? Well, it took a couple of years, took a while. Um, probably took 
about a year and a half till I was totally high free. Um, and the, wow. it, yeah. And, and there was um, a yeast infection, candidiasis, you know, candida infection and stuff like that. So, you know, it takes a while. You have to be very careful when you kill off yeast and molds and fungi and other stuff in your body. Cause when mm. it dies, it creates toxins and then you have other reactions and then you go, Oh, one night I was coming home and my lip was swelling and I called my doctor and went, I look like I just went 10 rounds with Mike Tyson. What happened? He said, it's just the die off and put, I think it was Epsom, you know, hot, warm water and Epsom salt, I think. And it, it brought it right down. And like, again, he gave me answers that made sense to me. So mm. I did have to shift my diet. Um, so essentially I've not eaten wheat, sugar, and dairy for 35 years mm-hmm. uh, or 25 years rather. Um, that doesn't mean I never eat it, but it's no longer the primary food in my diet. And it was before that. Mm-hmm. And then, and anyone out there that says, I can't do that. I can't live without my ice cream every night, or I can't live without my toast in the morning. Do an exercise on yourself. Stop eating it for a little while. And then you don't realize how bad you feel when you eat those things. And when you do things that aren't healthy for you, because mm-hmm. it's your normal. So I didn't realize how bad I felt until I took the sugar out of my diet. Mm. And then I felt so much better. Now, if I eat one taste of cake, literally one forkful of cake, I can feel it in my body. Wow. And it does feel great. It gives me the juice. Yeah. So but you've, clean, you've cleaned that up and now you're used to the clean. And it's a, I heard the analogy where, you know, you've cleaned your house and then you don't want to come in with dirty shoes right away. Like if you start eating something bad, you feel it right away, right? And that's okay. Like it's good because... Again, that's my body giving me a signal that it's not happy, mm-hmm. that I'm not giving it what it really needs. Anytime you have pain in your body, and you know this too, when your patients come in, if they have a symptom of something, it's not broken. It's your body talking to you. Mm-hmm. you know, if you get a fever, everyone wants to turn a fever down, but your fever is your body killing a germ. Germs don't like high heat. Yeah. So and your yeah. body turns up the furnace to kill it. If you right. took down the furnace, now the germ's not going to die. So you're not, your body's not able to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. We're just trying to bury the symptoms, but we're not really helping the body heal. Right. Exactly. So yeah. through a process in terms of my hives and all of that, it was dietary changes, um, a lot of exploring, you know, understanding my own management mm-hmm. of stress and understanding Again, the connection between what my thoughts were doing and what my body was doing, which is really central to the chemistry of happiness. That's the the element that people leave out in all their other happiness programs. As I said, they tell you to do something and you'll feel better, but they don't connect the dots of how that those thoughts, those behaviors are actually driving the hormones, which is the biochemistry of what makes us feel good or bad. Okay. So let's, uh, let's dive into that. Then your, your, um, 21 day program. Can you tell us, you know, obviously about that, but you know, how does it work and, um, you know, what is the dose and all that good stuff? <laughs> What's the dose of it? It's 21 days, <laughs> just a little bit each day for 21 days. Yeah. But I thought that was an acronym for, um, it is. Yeah. I'm teasing you. Yes. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> You're fast. One. I'm just teasing you. Um, so the 21 day program program called the chemistry of happiness. And I've partnered with um, a website called soak S O A A K.com. Okay. 
Um, and the cool thing about them is, I don't know if you do any work with um, uh, sound frequencies at all for healing. And I'd actually worked with frequencies for many years. Do you, do you use those? So all? I, I do. So yeah. I also own a wellness center and we have a device called the Vemi that creates vibroacoustic sounds that yeah. brings you to parasympathetic. Yep. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, basically. I mean, the, the whole concept of, you know, your brain operates at different frequencies and you will now see that I am no scientist and you are. Okay. So just to be clear, I was an editor. Like I've, I'm just a very smart person who did a lot of editing, talked to a lot of experts. So I did not go to medical school. Just all that is, that is my truth. I am Sarah Heiner. I did not go to medical school. <laughs> um, so, but I had for years listened to binaural beats or sound frequencies. Yes. yes. Me, if, cause I very bad at sleep hygiene, for example, you're supposed to turn off the computer, get away from that, let your brain calm down before you yeah. go to Needless to say, I wasn't so good at that. Um, so I would listen to frequencies that would help my brain, would shift my brain's frequencies to a, I think it needed to get to alpha state or whatever state it needed to get to so that I could fall asleep better. I still mm -hmm. I listen to them 20 minutes every night I get in bed and that's what I put in and it helps me shift my brain. Nice. Uh, so listen to sound frequencies that would help me concentrate. Um, if I was busy, 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 and now like I needed to prepare for this, I listen to frequencies to help me get into a concentration mode. They're really, they're wonderful, safe, easy. My kids use them in college when they were studying and things like that. Um, so soak.com um, was based, start, was started based on frequencies and they oh, okay. a whole library of frequencies. And I was talking to the CEO, who's a business acquaintance I'd met for a couple of years, um, his name's Henry Penix about just telling him up to date about the program, but I, I'd written a book, um, and, or a, a proposal for a book. And he said, that would make a great 21 day program. So the cool thing about it is it's not just the information of the, of understanding the mind, body connection, mind, body, emotion connection, but, um, it also integrates these sound frequencies so that it overlays, gets your brain into a shifting mode while you're learning, while you're thinking about what the lessons are that I'm talking. So it's this multifactorial, um, okay. which is really cool. Um, the basic thing, the, the basic premise, step one in the chemistry of happiness is for people to get aware of themselves. We live very unaware. You just mm -hmm. kind of go through your days, you get, you know, you're, you plod through, you're cranky like you're always cranky. It's boring like it's always boring. The line at the grocery store is slow like it's always slow. And right now, you know, needless to say, there's far more negative messaging going on in our lives than positive messaging. Mm -hmm. We just plod through, right? And they go, oh, I got a headache again. My knees hurt again. My back hurts again. My jaw hurts again. My stomach hurts again. And then they take whatever, and you know, a stomach, a stomach pill, a, a head pill, a back pill, or whatever. Because that's just their normal. Like they're not aware of what they're doing. This they've just got their normal plodding through their day of unhappiness mm -hmm. and drudgery and stress. And I don't want to go to work and it's all just work and all that sort of stuff. So at the basic core is people need to get aware of themselves. They need to get aware of what they think. They need to get aware of how they react. They need to get aware of what that does in their body. And I still do it. I'm, I promise you, I'm very human. 
something happened yesterday. My husband something. I don't know. And I immediately reacted. And then I could just feel my whole body turn into knots. And whatever it was, it was a silly little thing. I didn't need to react like that. He, I think I was hungry for quite frankly at the moment. So, which always leaves you vulnerable to overreaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but so people don't realize, and with every negative reaction, we're sending cortisol into our body, which is just like, you know, um, turpentine on your body. You know, it just eats you raw. Um, on the flip side, is if you think positive thoughts, when you come home and your dog comes wagging its tail at you and you feel good, or you give a hug to your kid or give a hug to your mom, you feel good, like you get the good. So you have to become aware of what you're doing, what you're thinking, how you're Mm -hmm. behaving, and then realize that you're in total control. You don't need to get mad every time. I was driving with a friend one time and every time someone did something in traffic, she would fly off the handle. They could care less. They're just doing their thing, being Mr. Magoo driving along. And Mm -hmm. she's affecting her body with every single one of those reactions. Right, right. And it's affecting our happiness. You drink, bears you down. By the time she gets home, she's going, oh my God, it was the worst drive. I feel so bad. I've got a headache. And she did it to herself because she allowed some jerk off who cut her off in the road to wreck her day. Okay, yeah. do that all the time. Like we do that more than before, wouldn't you say? Like, I mean, we weren't there maybe 100, 200 or 1,000 years ago, but it just seems like we have so much stimulation that's probably in that kind of realm or negativity. Maybe like it seems like we get more of that. So- well, I, I'm not sure that it's a 100 or 200 year ago thing. Um, and I think I think right now, since I just wrote a blog about this last week. Um, I'd originally entitled it the kill or be killed world because <laughs> that's what everybody's doing, right? Um, and my shift, it was like love, you know, the, through love, like just do something loving versus kill or be killed because everybody's in the survival mode, mm. all with being, you know, with cancel culture, with violence in, in, in cities, you know, crime on the rise, inflation. Oh my gosh, how am I going to be able to, you know, there's a baby shortage formula. I have to do what I can to get that. I got to hoard baby formula. I got to hoard eggs. I got to like, there's just at every turn right now, it's very stressful. It's really very difficult. Um, So yes, I think that it's harder now. I used to say, it's so funny. I used to say, talk about how the younger generations, I'm a baby boomer. So um, my generation and younger were all stressed out. You know, everybody talks about their anxiety, their stress, they're all depressed. Needless to say, more people are medicated now for all that sort of stuff than ever before. And for all intents and purposes, aside from 9-11 and until COVID, we really had had nothing to be stressed about, Mm. right? If you go back, imagine the Great Depression for Mm -hmm. 10 years. Right. You don't have food, you don't have a job. 10 years. Yeah. World War II years of our our fighters our fathers our husbands mm-hmm. our sons being halfway around the world oh and you couldn't text them to find out how they are and right. you could facetime them to check in you had no idea when it was going to end you had no idea if they were dead or alive that was stress right real this, stress. this is real stress. right that was real stress this i don't have the right boots to wear when i'm in middle school to match everybody else's boots that is not stress. 
<laughs> right. That truly. So now all these generations that grew up in this land of self-esteem, participation awards, everything's rosy. Suddenly they're dealing with realities. It's uncomfortable. And they're all going, oh, you know, I feel unsafe. It's dangerous out there. I'm having anxiety. I'm having stress. I can't tell you how many people I talk to that talk about their teenagers that are stressed and depressed. Mm -hmm. but, and it's, it's so sad. And it's, they haven't really had to deal with stress and we haven't taught them to pay attention to their bodies and we haven't taught them to rise to challenges. And I'm, I, I call myself a personal responsibilityist. I like, you know, the taking personal responsibility, but you gain self-esteem when you do that, when you can conquer something. If you can conquer feeling bad and feeling happy, that builds your self-esteem. Anything you accomplish builds your self-esteem, which mm -hmm. makes you happy. Going it's, back. It's, yeah, it's interesting how, you know, you're talking about these big events uh, like World War and, and where we're at. and Like we're so sheltered, yet we're, I mean, bombarded with so much you know, information, I'm just thinking, it's, for example, Facebook, you know, like, I, I don't use that, you know, good or bad, but like, it, I can tell if I go and look and, oh, this family's so good, you know, I'm missing all these things. And I start feeling all like inadequate. Perfect. You're a terrible father. Right. You didn't take your kid to the beach today. You're horrible. <laughs> right. You know, so you didn't yeah. see them fighting. And just to, just to tell you, you didn't see them fighting with the kids to get in the car. Right. You just got I to be clear. Right. <laughs> right. So the first part is is awareness. Then, mm -hmm. and, and um, um. So what what happens in the twenty one days? So the first few days is about getting aware, right, so, and and watching your body and how it works. Okay. We then move into so you talked about dose. So essentially, there are four hormones, the happy hormones. I'm not the first one to call them the happy hormones. So I will not take credit for that. Um, and they coincidentally create, create an acronym of dose. It's dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins are the four happy hormones. Mm -hmm. And then there's one hormone cortisol, as I mentioned, that's like the weed killer, like absolute happiness sucker out of your body because mm. it takes your body's ability to manufacture those hormones. It just clogs up the entire system. It overwhelms it because it's so powerful and so potent. <laughs> and honestly, so we all were happy when we were young. Watch a baby. Babies know how to be joyful. They cry when they need something because they don't have another way to communicate. But overall, watch a toddler roll down the hill and giggle. Watch a toddler spin around with their arms out and just absolute joy. But through growing up, through whatever pressures of life, mm -hmm. all that easy joy gets sucked out of us as we become mature adults. And as we were just saying, we every day, we're really good at practicing unhappiness. Mm -hmm. We're good at complaining. We're good at criticizing. The running joke in my world is like, I'll, I'll make some observations. My kids will go, Bob, stop judging. I'm not judging. I'm just observing. Well, no, mom, you really are judging. Right? Um, but we've gotten really good at complaining and looking at the glass half, half, half empty versus half full. And again, with all of that, 
all those messages come back into your body that you have to protect yourself, that you're mm. in danger. And that all releases the cortisol versus the joyful hormones of human connection, accomplishment, achievement. Like it's, so it's all our choices is really the biggest thing for people to understand is it's our choice. So, the, so I review the four happy hormones. So the first one is dopamine and dopamine is what is released by your brain or created from goal setting, right? Bell rings. Yay. Woohoo. Set a goal. I accomplishment. That's dopamine. Right. Um, and you can create dopamine. You can do be like exercise. Honestly, movement is the best thing you can do for any and every happy hormone. Every, be it dopamine, serotonin, oxygen, every, you name it, exercise fills you. In fact, we'll talk about endorphins in a minute. There are studies where endorphins perform the same or better than other like medical painkillers, than prescriptive painkillers. Because mm -hmm. endorphins just fill your body. Like, so there, there's studies on this and yet people want to go take, you know, another day we could talk about oxytocin and the, you know, all, all that sort of stuff, right? Um, so dopamine, number one. Number two is oxytocin. Um, and oxytocin is the hormone of connection. Oxytocin is what bonds mothers to children. It's what, when you give someone a hug or you get a hug, that warm feeling that you get is oxytocin. Mm -hmm. And right now, or for the last few years, we were very oxytocin deprived people mm -hmm. living in their houses in isolation, living behind a mask. You can't yeah. smile. You can't connect. You're not allowed to touch anybody. Let's all be six feet away from everybody. Mm -hmm. oxytocin deprived yeah complete opposite mm -hmm. right exactly so you don't like right so um you know so there you are dopamine no setting goals you're just there's nowhere to go because the world is closed hi the world sucks let's be miserable oxytocin you can't connect with anybody um serotonin is the one that the doctors say really drives your depression your moods um that's why they give you ssris antidepressants um, because they say, well, let's just give you more serotonin in your body. And so they suppress your body's ability to reabsorb its serotonin. They figure you got more of it floating around, so you'll be happier. But in fact, the drugs don't work so well. Um, and the other interesting thing is that serotonin, whereas other, other hormones produced in your brain, serotonin actually is driven out of your gut in your stomach. And there's a huge correlation between stomach issues, digestive issues, and people who are depressed. Mm -hmm. So... Um, so serotonin is really driven in your gut, you know, gut instincts, you feel like you got gut punched, right? It all starts in your stomach. So every time you get stressed, your stomach knots up, you just suffocated your serotonin. Mm. Just so that, that's your feel good. Um, the last one is endorphins. As I said, that's the runner's high. That's the makes your body feel good. Um, when you run and it's not, you don't have to run a marathon. You just have to move. I walk, as I said, I walked my dog. I walked my yes. dog. He's a very little dog, but I walk him a lot. <laughs> um, but just movement, movement produces endorphins. Okay. So we, we become aware. And then how does those play into the happiness? Like so, so there are two pieces of it. One is, so if these, if the recipe is to feel happy, to feel good is you want more happy hormones mm -hmm. and then you want less punishing hormone, right? You want less cortisol. So we go through, we talk about the happy hormones, the you know, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins. We talk about what those are, where they are, how they, the role they play in your body and in your life and 
how you can increase them. Again, things like being in the sunshine. Vitamin D, good for everything. Having sex, good for everything. Exercise, good for everything. There's, then there's some things like the more protein you eat, um, lean proteins that will help you with dopamine, that will help you with serotonin. Um, music helps everything. Um, oxytocin, it's touching, it's, it's human interaction, right? So we talk about those elements. Okay. Then we spend time talking about cortisol. And that's, you know, again, cortisol is the fight or flight. That's what kept cavemen safe from the saber-toothed tiger. Um, but we don't have saber-toothed tigers anymore. I don't know. If you live in an inner city right now where crime is up and people are shooting people, then you might have some kind of saber-toothed tiger, but you can't outrun a bullet. Um, mm -hmm. So, but that's what we've optimized ourselves in the last bunch of years is to live in this bath of cortisol. Every time you get frustrated because, you know, your wife left her toothpaste around and your husband left his socks on the floor or the, you know, the refrigerator is a mess or the whatever silly thing it is, mm -hmm. or your boss was unreasonable again and asked you to work late or asked a stupid question because they just don't get what you do. That's the, every time you react with frustration, you spurt cortisol into your body. A little bit of cortisol, adrenaline is good. Again, that's what gives us strength. And that, so there's some, some healing powers of it, but excessive bathing of it, as I said, it's like bathing in turpentine. You're just eroding your entire body when you live in that. So again, it's trying to get people, awareness is the biggest thing because you're so not aware of the reactions. It's so unconscious what people do. I watch, you know, I watch people, the stupidest things, these young mothers who get all upset about whether or not, their toddler is wearing the right clothes. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares if your kid wants to wear polka dots and, and plaid? Who cares? Mm -hmm. Who cares if your kid wants to take their shoes off? Okay, my kids used to run barefoot. They knew that they might get a splinter or step on a rock. Okay, consequence, be careful. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay. Like, yeah. Are you going to fight with them over every little thing? And then they get upset because they can't control. So it's really a factor of control too. I had somebody talking to one of my teachers in my life. I, you know, I had all sorts of coaches and teachers and stuff that I worked closely with. And I said, there's someone who's late all the time, like no matter what home work, always late. And she comes in all the time. First thing out of her mouth, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it would drive me nuts. And I go, I can't trust her. And he said, well, yes, you can. I'm like, no, I can't. She's always late. He goes, you can trust her to be late. So stop <laughs> worrying about it. So you shift your position on it. You go, okay, she's going to be late. I'm going to start the meeting without her and forget it. She can either catch up or, you know, whatever it's going to be. So shifting our position on what we are attached to occurring is huge. When we get attached to some specific outcome, I really wanted pizza for dinner and God, by golly, you told me we're having salad. Ew, can't stand it. Okay. Well, tonight we're not going to have pizza because whatever reason, we're going to switch shift it. Okay, can we have pizza tomorrow? Okay, fine. Like, but every time we explode over nothing, and it's really nothing, very rarely, most, mm -hmm. most fights are over nothing. You know, if you think about, you may be far happier in marriage than, you know, why, why, like every time, maybe you never fight with your husband. I don't fight often. Um, but inevitably, it's over nothing. Fights with my kids over nothing. Thank God. Mm -hmm. um, but we tear ourselves up like it's something, right? which is ridiculous. And it destroys our body. So I get people very aware of the cortisol. 
going okay. in their body. That's really back to dose. What's going on? Back to dose. So cortisol, watch yourself, see it, stop yourself, and then start create different, you know, again, you have the choice of how you react to something. Mm-hmm. We say one of my favorite healers out there, I love listening to her um, and reading her. She says, a thought is just a thought and a thought can be changed. So instead of having a thought of frustration, have a thought of possibility. Um, I have a friend who talks about his trainer. She's, she's mean to me. She's mean to me. She's not mean to me. She expects you to be able to do those hard exercises. But it's anyway, yeah. right. And it's joking. Like he's, he's not really serious about saying that she's mean, but somewhere your body hears it. Your body hears you as a victim in that. Well, don't be a victim. Don't go, she's mean to me. Go, by golly, she's pushing me and I can beat that challenge. Mm-hmm. And then now your dopamine's going. And I can't do when I work out in, in group classes and someone says, you're going to lift that 26 pound weight and do swings with it. And I go, are you crazy? <laughs> and I do it. And I go, oh, look at that. I did that. I can do it. We, I can do it. So it's all how we frame things, but again, whatever you think goes into your body. It tells your body, am I going to release a happy hormone? Am I going to release a protective hormone, an inflammatory hormone? Your choice. How do you view it? The body doesn't know the difference between like a saber tooth tiger and your coach being mean with you, right? Like you just say, you have, the, you have the reaction either way. Well, that's how you choose to react. Right. The tooth tiger, certainly worth reacting. Yeah, that's right. true. <laughs> but I mean, I you know, that or adrenaline and cortisol, you know, will still come out the same way, like whatever your thought, you know, however you interpret it. Or, right? um, well, that's interesting. Yes. I mean, because there is adrenaline from positive stress as well, right? So athletic endeavors. I had a brand new skier. We had a, someone visiting that was a skier oh, that what that hadn't, hadn't skied before. And my daughter and I took him out on the mountain and he was scared to death. <laughs> and she's skiing since she's very little. So it's very natural to glide down and it's natural to think. So she flies down a mountain and it's adrenaline, but it's positive, right? So she's going, we, I'm hitting my goal. I'm having fun. I'm connecting with my friends. And this poor guy's so tense and so fearful at everything. So his adrenal is like, holy crap, this is scary. Mm. So it's all how you interpret it. I'm in a beautiful place. It's a beautiful view. I'm going super slow. I really can't get hurt so badly. Like I might, this is fun. So yeah. And I do that, but I mean, plenty of times I have, there's, there are some physical challenges that people push me on and I go, oh God, I'm afraid. I don't know. I can't do it. And you have to just shift your head and go one step at a time. I can do this one step at a time in losing weight, one step at a time in getting healthier, one step at a time in your new job, one step at a time in your classes at school, whatever it is, your choice. So what is, um, what does it look like when one does the chemistry of happiness per se? I think there are some daily exercises. Is that right? Correct. So, um, when you, so if you, if you sign up for it at, you go to soak.com and I do have a code SH 50, but we can do that again later. We'll get you 50% off of the first month, which is enough time to be able to. So it's like 15 bucks to be able to do the program. 
because 21 days is less than 30 <laughs> a month, right? Higher mathematics here. Um, so you will get a daily um, affirmation, a daily statement for me, just a, a quick text. That will be a statement for the day that'll frame the day that'll give kind of a goal for the day. Um, and then when you click on that, then you'll hear me chat with you with your lesson of the day for about three minutes. And then there's a link to um, the sound frequencies so that you can then reflect on it so that you've got a kind of a, a goal of the day, right? An affirmation of the day. What's what's the framing that I want to think about today? What's the message? So then I'll do like a description of here's a dopamine and here's where it comes from and here's what it does and here's how you, you know, how you can achieve it and here's what you need to pay attention to. So each day, each 21 days, I've got a lesson of the day and then the sound frequency so you can reflect on it for a little bit. And you can either sit quietly with it or you can just listen to them and go on with making your breakfast. Um, and then later in the day, at the end of the day, you'll get um, another um, text of the same affirmation of the morning, just to kind of close it all off, circle, circle it all around. And you'll do that for 21 days and we'll evolve you. And hopefully by the end of the 21 days, you're far more self-aware. You're far more aware of the connect, self-aware of your reactions aware of the connections and how you can control what happens in your body. Um, and then you can then, you know, again, set your goals, make your choices every day of how you want to be. Now let's talk, can we talk for a moment about happiness and the definition of happiness? Love to. <laughs> okay. I'll just drive the conversation. Do you mind? <laughs> um, because there's a couple things about happiness that it's really important. And we touched on this when you were talking about Facebook and all those people that have a perfect family and your family's not, you know, cooking spaghetti dinner together. So you must stink with homemade bread, right? You didn't make homemade focaccia, but your neighbor did. She's awesome. I stink. Um, Cause I bought wonder bread. Um, happiness is two pieces of happiness. Happiness a is different for everybody, right? So it isn't always cartwheels and it isn't always, so again, be the people you see on social media or your neighbors or the girl that, you know, the, the, the person in class or in your club or whatever that looks like they've got their life together and they're so outgoing and they're so all this greatness that might be for them. It may not be for you. Happiness may be quiet. Happiness may be content. Now they talk about how marriages evolve, you know, early on, it's all very exciting, new love, you know, and, and dates and all that great wild sex all the time. And then life gets normal and life gets, you know, you don't go out on as many dates and you don't, you know, you don't put makeup on every day and whatever it is, but that doesn't mean you're not happy. It means it has different face and it doesn't mean you shouldn't go out on dates and do all that stuff too, but it has different faces for different people, right? So my happiness is not your happiness. And mm -hmm. my happiness, I'm I'm far more of a chatty Kathy than my husband. He looks at me half the time and says, could you shut up, please? His <laughs> happiness is much quieter. And that's okay. Like, so that you have to define your own happiness and not compare it to somebody else and not have this false expectation that if you're not, if you don't jump out of bed, then you're not happy. So you have malaise. So you need Xanax. Mm -hmm. Like it just, it, it, you don't need it. You don't need, you don't, there's not an expectation. Life is not always ecstasy and that's okay. Some days are great. Some days are less great. Okay. 
Some meals I cook great. Some meals I burned. Okay. Doesn't mean I'm a horrible cook. Like it just means sometimes it's better than others. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason to go off a cliff about it. Right. And even when you finish 21 days with me and you're going to love being with me, some days you're going to go, I overreacted. I'm, you know, I'm still like, because it takes time. It took me years to evolve myself. You know, it takes time to change. We've, you've spent, I don't know how old your audience is, but whoever's out there, you've spent, you're at least a few decades old. So if you spend decades getting to who you are, practicing those behaviors, practicing fears, practicing anxieties, practicing frustration. And now we need to start practicing ease. We need to start practicing self-care. We need to start practicing it's okay. We need, but it takes time to shift your your habits. You have a lot of habits that you've developed, right? You've had you have a you know conscious thought just to th- shift the way your brain works. You know, with our brains are plastic, right? So you build a habit. If you're if you're reactive, your brain's used to being reactive. Well, now you need to retrain your brain to slower. You need to retrain your brain to calmer. You need to retrain your brain to it's okay. You need to retrain your brain to, yes, pick up the phone and call that friend and say hi, even though you don't feel like it, but you'll feel better afterward. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, so piece one is that not everybody's happiness is the same. And piece two, again, is that every day is different. So don't beat yourself up if today you don't feel great. Some days you feel really happy. Some days you go, I really don't feel like it today. I don't feel great. It doesn't mean you're unhappy, right? So there's there's different there's degrees of happiness, but it doesn't mean you're unhappy. Mm-hmm. And just because something bad happens, it doesn't mean you're unhappy. It means something happened, right? Something was boring. Something went wrong. Okay, something went wrong. That's life, mm-hmm. right? But don't jump off a cliff on, I'm unhappy, my life stinks, and I can't face it anymore, and I need to go get medicated for it. Mm. No. So something didn't work right. How are you going to address it so that it works differently next time? And some things you can't control, you know, like all the travel disasters at Christmas time with all the airplanes. Couldn't control that. But you can't control it. So, okay. Like, what are you going to do? Right. Frustration. Right. Yes. It's angry. Yes. But better safe on the ground. Than, yeah. Right. But in a travel disaster. Um, anyway, so people like you need to just have space for the variability of happiness across people and within yourself. It's true. Like we, we think that we should be happy all the time or look for that perfect, but it's just not life. It just changes. Things happen. But to have that perspective that you're talking about, like it's okay that it's a little different. Maybe it seemed a little less happy, but that does convert, you know, in your body into things that like you said about cortisol and different things. Like I see that in my practice, you know, like I, I get clients that have issues and, you know, doctors send them to me so I can clean the infections and toxins and things like that. But, um, you know, when you're talking about happiness or how it converts in the body, I measure that with heart rate variability. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's so prevalent 
and to have like your perspective, you know, like training for happiness and, and having ways to do it daily. It's just such a, such a big deal. It doesn't seem too complicated, but such a big deal. But that's the beauty of it. It's like so simple. Yeah. And people sometimes, you know, they want something complex. People get upset. And I've, I know a <laughs> lot of doctors. I used to talk to a lot of doctors at work and patients come in and they think they're broken. And if the solution is go for a walk outside for 10 minutes every day, the patient feels gypped. They want some bigger, right? I don't know if you ever have that in the mouth. Yeah, of course. You just yeah. go drill someone just for giggles or pretend like you're getting <laughs> you're yeah. So that they feel like they got their money's worth out of, out of the appointment. Right. But it is so simple. Our bodies know what to do if we give it the right environment. Agreed. Yeah. It it really is not that complex, which was kind of like, you know, as I'm I'm writing this book proposal and everybody wants some like magic, crazy thing. No, it's not. But we just, we go past the simplicity of it all. So speaking of your book, um, what kind of things are coming for you? What kind of things are you working on? Um, right now, honestly, I'm just focusing on this. I do have the book proposal. I had gotten it accepted by a, pub- a publisher and I didn't like his deal. And then okay. I was going through a bunch of life transitions. We sold our company. We moved our family. We moved my mother. So honestly, I am sticking with right now I'm happiness and I'm doing a lot of work with young children um, <laughs> because I'm very worried about the next generation of children. Yeah, um, rightfully so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if people it's all about happiness right now, that's awesome. We need more of it. Yeah. So, um, um, Sarah, if people want to join, if they want to go through the program, what are the steps? Uh, so they just go to, I'll have to spell this out and you can put it in the description probably when you post this. Yeah. Soak.com, yeah. S-O-A-A-K.com. So two A's in soak, S-O-A-A-K.com. Okay. And then- if you do a forward slash sh 50 sh 50 that will go straight to the page for the chemistry of happiness on soak.com okay and then that will get you also the 50 percent off of the first month which will be plenty to get get through this program okay. um, if they go to just soak.com soaak.com and forget to do the forward slash use the code sh 50 when you when they ask for a code when you sign up Okay, wonderful. Okay. Well, and I do still I still write a blog every other week actually. Um okay. and that's on bottom I still uh blog with bottom line. So bottomlining.com. I do have a blog that that I do on there. They can follow me on Instagram, Sarah Heiner705. Okay. Um Sarah Heiner and yeah, Instagram. I will post it and or Twitter. I think I'm Sarah Heiner on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> wonderful. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Um, it's really great to, to get to know you. I really, uh, I'm so impressed with, with, you know, everything that you've built. I mean, you're, what you were doing before with, with bottom line and now with the chemistry of happiness, um, I think it's going to make a dent in, 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 you know, positive things, um, especially after this COVID you know, period that was so difficult socially and, you know, with the happiness type things with people. So um, very, uh, very appreciative of, of you uh, doing that. And so uh, once again, like if people want to uh, go to your program, they go to www.soaak.com. Mm-hmm. Forward right. slash SH50. 
Okay. Like for, Sarah Hinder 50. For, for the discount. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, thanks, you know, for putting that together. We're looking forward to hearing about your book. Do you have a title yet or um, we don't know? Uh, what's the chemistry of happiness? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what I do. Something like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. We'll get it there. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate that. And, um, and um, yeah, I'm going to go through the program myself. I'm looking forward to that. Well, thank you. I really appreciate your time. I love what you're doing. We bottom line used to write a lot about the connection between your mouth and the rest of your body. It's very important. And thank it you. is definitely bellwether of what else is going on in your system. Thank so, you. Very thank you. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks.